When I think of you as I lie on my bed, I meditate on you during the night watches, because you are my helper. I rejoice in the shadow of your wings. I follow close to you. Your right hand holds on to me. Psalm 63, verses 6, 7, and 8. Good morning, IBCM. And how I am so glad to be live with you today. For the past several days, I either had to pre-record this devotional, or actually, uh, a couple of days recently, I, I did not have internet, so I wasn't even able to be with you. So it's extra special for me this morning to be live with you as we begin the day in God's Word and fellowship together and in prayer. So I'm glad that you are joining us this morning, and I pray that you had a, a good night's rest. This psalm, and this psalm, Psalm 63, verses 6 through 8, are really encouraging to me. Um, I don't know about you, but I try to make it a practice that my last thoughts when I go to bed at night is to think about uh, God, to think about the, the blessings, the presence, His presence with me during the day, to thank Him for uh, pushing through with me through the hardship and the challenges and providing everything that I need. And we do rejoice together in the shadow of His wings, and we do rejoice together that His right hand holds onto us. And this thought from Psalm David, David wrote this psalm, this thought from David is very special to me because... You know, to be honest with you, um, Cindy and I were talking about that, about this earlier today. I, I think I'm feeling the stress of the pandemic more right now than I have the whole time. And so knowing and having confidence that as I follow close to God, his right hand is gripping me and holds on to me and will not let me go. And he's doing the same for you. That is the God we worship and serve. So as we are beginning this day, let's hold on to that promise from God. Let's hold on to that uh, biblical truth, that promise from God that he is holding on to us. We're in partnership with him. And I am so glad to be in partnership with God through faith in Christ Jesus. Jesus promised when he ascended into the heavens, that he was not leaving us as an orphan, that he was giving us, sending us the Holy Spirit, his Spirit who abides in us. So as the gospel writer John put it in John chapter 15, we abide in Christ and he abides in us. What, a, what an encouraging thought for all of us this morning. Well, let's go ahead and, and pray, and then we'll jump into our proverb for the day. God, we just want to take the time to praise you and to worship you for who you are. We are filled with awe and wonder that you, sovereign, almighty, eternal God, would love us practically so much. Your love, your friendship, your fellowship, your presence is real and personal. And I am so grateful that I can grab your hand and you grab my hand 
and you hold on to me as I cling to you. This gives us so much confidence and inspires deep faith and commitment and faithfulness to you. So we just want to stop right now and give you praise. We adore you. We worship you. We are amazed by you. You are astounding and almighty and faithful and true. You are compassionate. You are slow to anger. You are full of mercy. And your grace has been poured out on us lavishly through the Spirit because of our faith in Christ Jesus. And it is in these realities that we stand firm. We admit to you, God, that there are times that we are distracted. Our physical eyes see the circumstances around us, and we can quickly forget these biblical realities. But we thank you for your Holy Spirit, who reminds us to draw near to you, to fix our eyes on Jesus, to have hope. And I pray that this time this morning, as we have joined together, joined our hearts together on the screen, that this time will be encouraging for us as we consider your word and the practical significance and meaning for our lives. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, this morning, as we focus on Proverb 17, we're going to read just one proverb this morning, Proverb 17, 17. Our focus this morning is friendship. Before we read it, let me just talk to you a little bit about friendship. Something really uh, remarkable has happened in, in my personal life in the past uh, several months. I, I have God has provided a way for me to reconnect with some old friends of mine. Um, my college roommate, for one, we, we've reconnected in the past several months. Paul and I were like brothers in college, and we'd sort of gotten out of touch, but but God has reconnected us, and he has also reconnected me with uh, a, a dear friend who lived just down the hall from us in the dorm in, uh, at university. His, his name is David also, and, and we had lost touch. And, and, and to be honest with you, um, he had lost touch with the church. But in the past few months, uh, God has drawn him back to God's heart, and given me a chance to reconnect with him. So David and Paul, two old friends I've been able to reconnect with, and I think this is especially meaningful for David because David is struggling with a very serious, life-threatening cancer right now, and I think God reconnected him with Paul and I so that we could pray for him and encourage him in this very difficult, difficult time. And just just today, I was reconnected with uh, a friend from eighth grade. We we were in a, a few classes together, and we played basketball together. We were on the same team, and uh, his name is Phil. And it's it's been a joy to reconnect with him as well. But here's something even more special to me: a couple of things. Over the past year, um, my friendship with my wife of 43 years has deepened and developed even more than I could ever imagine. You know, um, passion is an attraction, um, does not build a relationship. Without a deep level of friendship between husband and wife, uh, marriages are not as strong and sturdy and firm 
as they should be. And so I have grown to be more grateful than ever before of my friendship with Cindy. And then there are people like you, my church family. Um, you're dear to Cindy and I, and we're so grateful for our friendship. I know sometimes it's difficult for church members to relate to their pastor in a, in a friendship way, but I appreciate that at IBCM, uh, Cindy and I feel like we're your friends, and that's important to us. All this to say, and all this to remind us of the importance of friendship. With that in mind, let me just read Proverbs 17, 17, and let's think about it for just a few more minutes this morning. Solomon wrote this, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity, or in some translations, a difficult time. That's a powerful proverb. God has created us for relationships, and that is part of what it means to be created in God's image. He never intends for us to live life in isolation, and quite frankly, that's been one of the challenges this whole year since March of 2020. We have lived some of our days in the past 13 months in isolation. Not complete isolation, though some of us who are single and living alone, it's been very difficult for you, I'm sure. But even as a married couple or even as a family, we, we've been isolated from, from people that we deeply care about. And that's not God's intention. So what is God doing? What is God teaching us during these times of pandemic? Well, he's teaching us a lot. And one of the things that he's teaching me is the value and the treasure of friendships. Friendships like you. We, we need each other. God knew that we needed each other. In fact, in, in Genesis chapter 2, in Genesis chapter 2, verse um, 18, after God had created everything, light, water, earth, sky, vegetation, animals, air, everything that supports life, and finally humankind. And after he had said, it, it is very good, in verse 18, it says that the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper corresponding to him. Now, usually that verse is used to highlight the importance and the institution of marriage, which God designed and created. But that word from God does not only relate to marriage relationships. God intends us to live in relationships, not just with one person, but with others, and to live in relationship for others. That's God's intention that we see at the very beginning of time. So friendships are important. Now let's be quite honest. Not all friendships are healthy friendships. You see, we're, we're human. And, and even those of us who are in Christ, we are in battle with the flesh who wants to dominate us 
and govern our actions, our attitudes, our words, and everything. So we struggle against the flesh. And the main characteristic of the flesh is selfishness. In the flesh, each one of us is self-centered. And self-centeredness, selfishness, cannot build a healthy relationship. In fact, many relationships, many friendships are built on the desire that one has to gain from other people. In other words, friends become a means to an end, a step up in the social hierarchy, uh, a foot in the door for a promotion, uh, someone that we can turn to when we need financial or other kinds of help, someone that will make me appear to be important and significant because of their status. That is not a true friendship. A true friendship is built on self-sacrifice, not self-centeredness. And so while God has created us for relationships, for friendships, it's very important to know what a real friendship is. We need each other, not just in difficult times, not just in adversity, but especially so. But Solomon reminds us that a real friend loves at all times. A real friend is born for adversity, for difficult times. Real friendships are, um, are tested in adversity. It's, it's important to notice who's still befriending us when we are going through difficult times. And it's important when people who we call friends are going through difficult times that we do not become weary of loving them and praying for them and encouraging them so that we abandon them. That's not true friendship. Shallow friendships are a means to a selfish end, but unity in Christ is the means to our friendships that are selfless and enduring. In John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, Jesus gives us this commandment, not a suggestion, but a commandment. I give you a new command, Jesus said, love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So here's what I get out of this important and significant proverb that has come to me at a significant time in my life and hopefully for yours. I need to choose my friends wisely. Now, like you, I have friends that are outside the church. In fact, I think it is important for us as followers of Jesus to have friends outside of Christ so that we can love them into the kingdom, uh, be kind to them, be compassionate and merciful to them, demonstrate what it means to live a holy life inspired by Christ Jesus who dwells in us so that we can share the gospel with them. And I know that, like me, you also have Christian friends that are outside of IBCM or whatever local church that you are a member of. But let me just say this. I think it is very, very crucial that we consider people in our church family as significant and important friends. 
One thing that we've learned during this pandemic is how much we need each other. I hope we haven't been deceived to think that since we have, you know, gotten along without each other for over a year, that we can get along in life alone. But that is not the case. That's a deception. We need each other. Jesus, when talking about deep friendship, was speaking to disciples. He was speaking to community. And in our terms today, he was speaking to his community, Christ's community, the church. And so I'm praying that one of the things that we can learn from this pandemic is how to build better friendships within the body of Christ at International Baptist Church of Manila. And if you are viewing this devotional, uh, not a member of our church, but a member of some other church, either in the city or somewhere else in the world, I hope that you will take this proverb seriously and do your part to build important, significant, and meaningful friendships within your church family as well. Our world needs to see a church that is united in Christ, a church that loves each other, that encourages each other, a church that loves each other at all times, a church family that is there for each other in difficult adversities. So I, I need and we need to choose our friends wisely, but here is the thing that really, I think, has captured my heart. I need to make sure that I am a good friend, that I do not view people as a means to an end, but that I view people as an opportunity to serve and to love and to give. I need to ask myself some serious questions. What are the attitudes and behaviors and words of my heart and mouth and life that divide rather than unify, that discourage rather than encourage, that break down rather than build up, that are selfish rather than self-giving and loving? I need to ask myself those serious questions, and I think all of us need to, because friendships are developed, real friendships are developed by people who have a heart for each other. So maybe this is our prayer this morning. Jesus, you have shown me what it means to be a real friend, to be a real good friend. Transform me into this kind of person that my friends need. You know, Jesus wrote in John 15, 18, that greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And I hope and pray that we can all imitate that truth that Jesus has not only spoken, but lived out by his selfless, sacrificial death on the cross. Let's be good friends to each other. Father, we thank you for this encouraging word. I thank you for the friendships that you have given me. It is such a gift. I thank you for these who are online with me this morning. They are such good friends, and I, I, I hold them dear and precious in my heart. Please develop into, in my own heart, please develop in all of us a sincere desire 
to be a friend who loves at all times, to be a friend who is born, who is given as a gift to others in times of adversity. And now, Lord, we also want to continue to pray that you will bring an end to the pandemic, that the hopeful downward trends in the positivity and the cases, and especially in the NCR in the Philippines, will continue to decline so that we can be about the building of friendships and sharing the gospel and ministry to a hurting world that we really want to be that is not possible as long as travel is restricted and as long as group gatherings are restricted. We're waiting upon you, and in the meantime, we're leaning into you, and we are listening to you, and we are allowing you to prepare us for a new season of harvest. We love you and we praise you, and we thank you for all of your uh, gifts to us. And we thank you that because of faith in Christ, you call us friend. What a gift. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, God bless you, everyone. Remember that we pray for you every day here on the other side of the world. And uh, we're still praying that sometime soon we'll be able to come home to Manila and be together with you. So have a great day today. God bless you. And I'll see you in the morning.